Right. Welcome to Welcome. episode Quatro. Oh yeah. Quatro. I don't know why this is. <laughs> it's just a tradition we got going on. So today's episode we thought we'd spice it up a little bit spice, and spice. we're gonna be going through a dilemma that one of you have sent us in. We'll hopefully be given some good advice and just sharing our experience on the topic mostly. Um, just to help you out a little bit, maybe help you feel a little bit less alone. And it's on the topic of friendships. So let's get into it. You asked, any advice on feeling left out and feeling like you don't have a solid group of friends? I feel like I'm not really part of anything because I don't fit into any friendship group. Reading that made me sad. Yeah, that made me really sad as well. It made me feel relate. like little me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, how I used to feel about friendships. Because I've been in big friendship groups and then I've been in like one-on-one friendships and I've, I've, I feel like I've experienced it all and the bigger your circle, the more drama. It's just so, it happens every single time. So I just learned my lesson that just because you have more people around you, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good thing. And it might look great from the outside. I think I just learned that just because things look good on the outside doesn't mean it actually is that great you've touched on a really important point there like being seen to be happy and then I guess in the context of friendships I think what distorts a lot of things and what distorted a lot of things for me was like needing to be seen as someone who was very well liked and like liked so much so that I had this massive group of friends and everyone I met fell in love with me and not in love with me but you know liked me enough to keep me around and like that the need for that feeling made me feel worse about something I didn't necessarily even want in the first place because I've been similar probably up until now I have never had like a girl group and I used to feel really bad about that for a long time I think I had girl groups but I was like the least favorite (laughs) like I was the well I had different stages like so when I was really young I was in a group of girls that just I just knew I was the one that didn't fit in. I knew they didn't like me, but I was still like part of the group in some weird, toxic way. Yeah. (laughs) They needed you. I felt like I needed them more than they needed me. I think it was that kind of situation where I needed friends and I really liked them. I think I just liked them more than they liked me. And Mm. it sounds so sad saying that, but I think that was just the reality of it. You liked the idea of them. I think I just thought like... Like, did you think they were amazing people or did you just feel really good about the fact that you were in this group? I don't know, because they were like, you know, it's when you're at school, there's like the cliques. I think this is what the girl is referring to. It's like, there's groups of people already formed. And especially for me, I was always the new girl. I was always the yeah, one that same. had to infiltrate because we moved around so much. So it, there was already fully formed groups and I had to kind of find which one I fit in. Because when you're a kid, like, you just want to have fun. Like, you just want people that kind of have the same interests as you or like the same things as you but realistically I didn't fit in with anyone it was just like pick the best of a bad bunch yeah <laughs> when you leave school and when you get out into the big bad world you realize that those groups are they're meaningless yeah they like, mean it's absolutely just, nothing yeah they <laughs> literally mean nothing and it's so funny because even when I transitioned from school life because even sixth form was very school like like everyone was still in high school mentality so I never really felt like college was my turning point it was university and there's no such thing as a hierarchy or like at, like groups so much as uni, I didn't feel. There's just too many people. Yeah. I feel like at school, you're so limited to the people that you're around and the different groups that you can 
fit into then if you don't you feel like such an outsider such like a weirdo but realistically it's not odd for you to not fit in yeah I feel like we forget that and when you're in that situation it's so hard to realize that even if you don't fit in with everyone around you, it does not make you weird. It doesn't yeah. make you It doesn't make you weird at all. And actually what I've realised about growing up <laughs> is I also had this like very desperate need to fit in when I was in school, as most young people do. But I promise you, the moment you leave school or the moment you leave like that school environment, everybody's trying their best to not fit in. Like mm. I found that now. It's like no one really, that's not, the goal, I think it's just the phase of life that this person's in, is like everyone else is trying to fit in. Everyone else does fit in, like literally physically mm-hmm. <laughs> into these like little groups at school. And it's like creates that pressure for you to do that as well. But it's not, I don't even think it's a natural human thing to like fit in. I actually hate that phrase as well mm-hmm. because it encourages like you being the same as someone else. Or you not having more value or like more unique qualities than someone else. And that's just the furthest thing probably from the truth anyway. The solution isn't to figure out a way to fit in. The solution is to figure out how to be comfortable in the fact that you don't. Because ultimately you can't fit into like every group. And I think in a school setting, which is why I'm assuming this person in school, I have no idea. But I think it's a lot harder to take that advice on when you're in a school setting because you get lonely very quickly. Like, who are you going to hang around with and the times you're not in lessons? Or, like, how are you going to make that fun school experience? Or how are you going to make those, like, childhood memories if you don't feel like you have any, like, solid group around you? Even in my adulthood, you know, like, we were talking about earlier how, because we've moved around so much, there's never been, like, a childhood best friend. Like, a friend that I've had since yeah (laughs) there's people that actually have friends since they were toddlers or their parents were friends or they've just had lifelong friends that they know are their ride or dies and people that have gone through everything with them and the people that are basically like extended family to them but they're not blood related and it's like that's very common to people but it's also such a foreign concept to me because I've never experienced that yeah and that's something that I've always longed for and that's also what I always looked for in friendships it's like oh if I know someone for x amount of time they must be really, like a really yeah, great friend the length of service yeah <laughs> <laughs> almost i genuinely like define friendship by that which is also so wrong yeah it is you can't define friends by like how long you've known someone and i've also learned that just by like people don't treat don't always treat you based on like what they've been through with you or like the fact that they've been with you a certain period of time it's just based on like their character and like how they value as a person yeah which like time doesn't really play a factor in that I don't think no well time doesn't and that's like something I've learned recently and Mm. it was the same as you I was like length of service determines how good a friend is and then it would hurt that extra little bit more if that friendship didn't work out or if it didn't actually last like last through all these different phases of life that you go through because of the length of time you've been friends with them but equally I think when you were talking about you know having friends from a really young age like we were similar we moved around a lot I also I was saying to you earlier like it'd be cool to introduce someone and be like I've known this person since I was four yeah and I probably do know someone since I was four but I just don't know who they are (laughs) (laughs) um but being I think people having that or at least in general having a whether it's support system friends family extended family anything like that something that you value outside of whatever current environment you're in, I think 
that also takes a lot of pressure away from needing to fit in in like a certain specific environment like I'm trying to I'm imagining if someone was in school and they were struggling to find their place in the crowd but they had these support systems outside of school the struggle inside school wouldn't matter so much like it wouldn't seem like the world was ending and it wouldn't seem like they were so lonely because school day ends at what like three o'clock yeah and like you're off to do your own thing with and you have so much holiday time and like yeah. time out of it I definitely agree I think if you are fine because everyone wants to fit in I think that's never something that goes away like you want to find your people you want to find people that feel like home and that you can relate to and that you you can have fun times with and make memories with like everyone wants that and I think like I I don't think it's a bad thing to want that but I almost feel like don't ever force yourself to fit in with a group just for the sake of having that company yeah just make active efforts to find it elsewhere like there's not going to be like I think the mistakes I've made in the past is changing myself and like changing how I was or less trying to like people please to get that validation and like get approved by that group and I just don't think that is sustainable first of all because it's not really truly who you are and then second of all I feel like you just end up making yourself so unhappy when you're just constantly trying to like keep up these expectations it's again it's the expectations thing of you're just gonna get so exhausted by like putting up this front or like trying to to be something you're not Yeah. yeah there's there's beauty in just accepting that you're not for everybody and I think Something I struggled with wasn't when I was younger. And I think to an extent now is like, I kind of forget, like, there's this Eminem quote that's like, if you don't, there's a problem if you don't have enemies, like, because then you don't stand for anything. Like if the, if you're not like sharing your true opinion, there's always going to be in like an opposing opinion. But if there's no one disagreeing with you, then that's a red flag because then you're not really sharing like your genuine thoughts on something. Yeah. But I always used to do, I would just like sway whichever way because I just wanted to be accepted but I think it's always it's not really good for your own like self-development to like live like that yeah and it's not and it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or like you're weird or you're the odd one out it just means that those people aren't right for you there'll be other people that are you just got to go find them and focus on that and don't focus on where you don't fit yeah that's important part yeah I think you've said two really like really important things there like the first one being if you don't stand well like you say like if you don't have these opinions or you just kind of people please your way through life we touched on this in a previous episode you end up not really knowing who you are it's like if you you stand for for everything you stand for nothing yeah that's that's exactly it yeah you stand for nothing and if you stand for nothing like who are you Mm. (laughs) how do you make a decision in a restaurant (laughs) like what are your likes and dislikes like you know yourself less the more you're people pleasing for other people so there's that point of like it would be great to not fit in because the less you fit in the more you know yourself and the more you know yourself the happier you're going to be overall through life anyway because you're going to have less quarter life crises yeah (laughs) and the second thing is like your friends and people who get you and people who click with you are not all going to come from one place I think that's really important to emphasize I thought that I thought my lifelong friends were going to come from my school years and that's why I used to get so upset that I moved around so much because I was like I don't have those like rooted friends Mm -hmm. like everyone's always someone new but the reality of the fact is that I have all these amazing friends from different chapters of my life and they're still my friends because 
I met them, I get on mm-hmm. with them, I click to them. And at one point in my life, we were very close. And just because that hasn't stayed through now, I can't take away from that friendship because like life changes and you can't keep that same state of friendship that you had with one person throughout whatever you end up going through, whatever they end up going through. You should like appreciate things and chapters of your life for what they are. Mm -hmm. So if that chapter is, okay, so there's not many people I click with right now, that's just a chapter of maybe getting to know yourself better, looking inward, standing up for yourself, like having opinions. And then the next chapter of your life, that will make that chapter easier to actually find people, especially if then you're like thrust into the real world. And if you know yourself better, you're going to attract people that you actually like as well. <laughs> I think that's a big thing. I think when you have low self-esteem and you're really insecure about yourself, you almost attract people that like feed off that and yeah. like make you feel worse and like almost take advantage of you. Or are the same. Yeah, and just like you just end up making each other feel worse. <laughs> but it, it ultimately, I think I'm right. And I think at some point I did stop craving that girl group. I feel like a lot of us when we're younger, we do crave like this like group that are going to do everything together and like we're going to plan all these mm. things. And I think that is a very like common like dream for a lot of girls to have like like that dream friendship but the reality of the matter is that for some people they're lucky to have that and they have that like growing up but in my experience that's always there's always been so much drama that comes out of the group so I almost have learned to not desire that because you can't see that even if you are in a group and then like two people fall out because you can't control of everyone else but then you're automatically involved in that and like how do you navigate two friends that have fallen out and there's just a lot more drama I think that comes out of it whereas if you like you said like you make your friends individually and like just through stages of your life naturally and you don't put so much emphasis on having to have all these people come together and like make this big happy group I think you end up a lot happier and more secure in your friendships because you know you're with them because not because so-and-so is friends with them and you're kind of mutual and like you've made this random group but because you know you have a direct relationship because a lot of the time what happens is when you're in a friendship group it's because you're friends with one person but they're also friends with someone else and then that person is also friends with someone else but you're not actually close to the other two girls you're close to this friend but you've all kind of come together in this group because you're mutuals rather than like you all actually equally like each other that's what happens a lot too so Unless you end up in a group like that, I just don't think the friend the friendship groups just don't seem de- desirable to me. And I think even in adult life, like people have issues, like whatever stage of life they're in, like there's always going to be, there's always a likelihood of getting yourself into toxic friendships or relationships. Like no matter what age you are, like I think it's more common when you're young, but it definitely happens when you're grown too. Yeah, yeah. Like, some think, people don't grow up. Well, yeah, some people <laughs> don't grow up, which causes that. But I think it's just also like the friends you make when you're younger. You have to remember, you're making your friend, like, especially school friends, your friends when you have, like, no specific interests, you go to school all day, you, like, mess around in your free periods, and then that's it. You maybe, like, go to the cinemas or, like, Mm. whatever else I used to do after school. I can't really remember what I did after school. But then, like, in adult life, people are, or maybe also in like in your teens and your childhood as well but there are so many different things that people go through that completely change friendship dynamics like like weddings deaths births like Mm. all these different things completely change 
friendships with people like I've heard so much and more recently as well thinking there's like loads of TikTok dilemmas that go viral about like weddings breaking up friendships and like being bridesmaids and like maid of honors and the smallest things about like maybe bridezilla's friendship like ending decade-long friendships because of things like that and you just never know I think mm. and it's therefore I think quite wrong to base an entire friendship on like one chapter of life or like an entire opinion of someone and reliance and trust in someone on one chapter of life I think you should just that's why I just think you should appreciate like people for the period in which you know them and like their character and how they behave I think there's also like give with that I think you should also separate like how much happiness you actually get from friendships versus how much like maybe not happiness but fulfillment you get from Mm. friendships versus fulfillment you get from like your own life yeah but to be my own devil's advocate (laughs) what I also struggle with is like people and I'm definitely getting that more recently but people getting so much fulfillment happiness and pure joy out of their like female friendships especially women well obviously women only um and it's also comes to mind this tiktok video i saw absolutely ages ago but it was this girl and she was talking about her mom and her mom went through a divorce and it was basically like a little tribute to her mom's like best friends and she was basically saying that her mom has had like the best like decade of her life post-divorce because of all these amazing friends that she had Mm. and it made me think like will i have that when i'm older like will Mm. i have these like really precious like female friendships that I wouldn't give up for anything. Um, there's a lot, obviously loads of friendships now that I wouldn't give up for anything, but I feel like to last that long is like, it's just a bit crazy to I me. feel like it's things like that that make you really crave that like yeah. connection. Especially when you talk about weddings, something that comes to mind a lot for me is like, when I see girls and their million bridesmaids, I'm like, can't relate <laughs> like who will that be I have like I could count my friends on one hand like it's just not it's not obtainable for everyone but I also think that it's not necessarily a bad thing that you mm. it's hard because like with the whole like when you're older and you go through something like traumatic and you have your support system a lot of the time you kind of need a support system outside of the family because like and things like that happen who do you turn to you turn to your friends so it is hard to think that like the advice is never to just like live without it because I think we all need that connection and that like people to relate to and people to have those memories and fun times with like outside of familial relationships. But it's also I think just important to not put the pressure on it because like by putting pressure and stress on the fact that I don't I I can't have 10 bridesmaids like what's that gonna do yeah I can't do anything about that I'm not just gonna go pick people off the street just because I need to have like 10 people (laughs) do you know what I mean like it's like well the world doesn't work like that I think you just have to focus on the fact that you put yourself out there like you you make the effort to meet new people I think that's important yeah that's important to talk about because there's probably a balance to strike between like okay looking inward signing up for yourself having opinions Mm. not being a doormat therefore attracting the people you like but also making that effort to find friends or find people that you like which I appreciate can be actually very difficult in adulthood um I know friends who've moved to like new cities 
new countries, move jobs, whatever it is, and have struggled to like find connection, like meaningful connection wherever they are. And that kind of emphasizes the loneliness. And it kind of probably brings back those feelings of like, do I fit in? Because now I'm in a massive city full of like millions of people and I still can't find friends. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know if I'm coming to a resolution with this point because yeah, there is a balance to strike between making effort and then also appreciating that effort once you've made it. Like you can't expect people to just come to you. I guess in the same way, like these can all be replied, apply to romantic relationships as well. If you want to find a life partner, are you going to sit and yeah. wait for like it? You to have to you? put yourself out there yeah. in like the dating world if you want to date someone. The same way, like if you want friends, you've got to make yourself known. Like you've got to like put like your own effort into trying to make that happen and not be a recluse. Yeah. <laughs> but it is hard because you almost feel like especially when you get to a certain age so I'm talking like when you're in your 20s for example you almost have this impression that everyone's already got their friends like yeah everyone's already have their friendship group like I'm intruding like if I try and make friends now I'm like but are they going to see me as a genuine friend compared to the friends that they've had since they were four do you know what I mean I almost feel like not that it's a competition but you you struggle with feeling like you're as much of a valued friend even if you make it later on in life which I think is quite a difficult thing to also like add to the list of barriers of like making friends when you're older I definitely think it's so much harder when you get older to make new friends because there's just not as many opportunities that come up that are natural yeah you can just stumble across like a new person and just hit it off like straight away like and and just immediately know that you are compatible yeah I feel like growing up also brings to the surface more insecurities as well so then I'm like when like, you're on your journey of healing and you're like everything is pouring out exactly, and then you're yeah. trying to like have this love come back it's hard it's super hard like I feel like the the version of me that was at uni or like my university self I feel like they could easily make friends because oh they were so God. they were so confident I'm talking about myself like I died but but it is like a different version. Yeah, it was a different version. I feel that. Although I was quite shy, but I was very much like ready to mingle. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. That's I was exactly prepared, what I mean. Yeah. But now, but then now I I did that and then it didn't really work out that well. Like I had the big friendship group and it was just a bit like messy and like I feel like especially when it's you have big girl groups, like just emotions are always high. Like yeah. there's always some kind of drama going on. So I kind of realized quite quickly that that's not really what I wanted. I'm not gonna lie. I I think I have like a real fear of like big girl groups. It's it's obviously never was part of one, and I don't know if it's because I was never part of one that I'm like I never want anything to do with that. But also, I don't know if it's also TV and media. They make it seem so like dramatic and like tight knit and like. I like the idea of it being like tight knit though. I think that's what's like fueled the desire. I think for a lot of people is like seeing those girl groups on TV shows and like they're all so close and yeah. like put everything together. At the same time, I'm like a very low maintenance friend. I think that's also partially why I don't really put myself out. I have not really put myself out there that much, is because I know I can't maintain like high maintenance friendships. I can't call every day. I can't like check in all the time. I'll message you when I'm in your town. I'll make the effort to see you like when it's convenient for both of us. Like I won't let things fizzle, but I'm very like meaningful and thoughtful about it rather than like popping up every day and like being constantly at the forefront. 
Like you can pick up with someone where you left off after like six months, <laughs> which goes by quite quickly these days. <laughs> yeah, in adulthood, yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying about the low maintenance friend. I feel like you become that though as you get older because like life happens, like you're, you're, you become so, like when you're adulting, you're figuring out so much, like you're trying to like set your own life path and you just got so much going on that I feel like when you're, when you're younger, you don't really have that much to think about other than like the friendships you have. Do you know what I mean? It's like all about your friends. It's all about like having a fun time. It's all about like trying to like enjoy yourself or like who's friends with who. I feel like it's just very much more like a little bubble. Honestly, okay, so I know what you mean, but then also, so I listen to true crime a lot (laughs) and they'll always sometimes start an episode and it's like someone's gone missing, but they found out that they've gone missing because they stopped texting like their friend for a day. And like they've been reported missing. And I'm like, I sometimes... Is it a friend or a partner? Well, either or sometimes. Like sometimes it's literally friends. No, there's definitely people that like need that constant, like I'm going to message you every single day. I'm updating you on what I'm eating for breakfast. Like there are those type of people out there. But I think those people can't handle being alone. Like there's definitely an element of like, yeah, there's an issue. (laughs) Not like there's a problem with them. just clicked for me. But they can't. They can't go through life alone. There are people like that. Then they rely on their friends, I think, a bit too much. <laughs> Do you think those people then are like more uncomfortable actually being themselves, alone? Yeah, yeah, being themselves. I think so. I think you get to, there's like different elements to it because it's not like I'm a super confident person, but I definitely like my own company like a lot. So, But do you think that was like, me. like, is it a byproduct of how you've lived life so far or do you actually genuinely like being alone I think it's a mixture though I think it's like obviously going through very dramatic friendships and stuff and realizing that like some people thrive off the drama they actually like like it they almost fuel it like that that's what they want and I'm the opposite of that I'd rather not have those friendships and not deal with all of that life is just a lot less dramatic in general when you keep to yourself do you know what I mean like you just I don't know I just like my own company I'm the exact That's same. Explain. But I think I like my own company because like I it's definitely a byproduct of how I've lived so far in terms of like struggling to force myself to fit into groups and struggling oh, to I put see. myself out there. It's like, okay, so I've had to look inward a bit, but then I'm also introverted at the same time. So I'm, I'm not like part, extroverted yeah. being forced to not be with people. I actually do enjoy it, but then it's it's a case of like accepting the fact that looking inward and spending time with with yourself and being comfortable with yourself is also like quite acceptable like you don't need like you say that huge friend group you don't need the drama to I don't know be liked or be a good person or whatever is associated with people who have like lots of friends and are very well liked and there's a lot of pressure that comes with that as well I think like oh yeah constantly keeping up these relationships with people even if they're on the surface level. They'd have to be surface like, level though. Yeah, I don't have the energy for it, I don't think. I think it takes more energy to do that with people than to have like... Meaningful. Meaningful. Because meaningful means your walls down and just yourself with someone all the time. And I guess, yeah, you can just be honest. Like if you don't feel like talking or there's some that kind of thing going on, you can be honest about it whereas if you're just trying to appease like multiple different people or like keep these relationships going but you can't maybe you don't actually have the capacity to you still feel like you can't say it 
and or you're just gonna still keep things at a certain level that must be really tiring I just feel like I don't put myself in those situations because I know I couldn't maintain it yeah and it is a lot to do with the introvert extrovert thing like I'm a lot more introverted than extroverted but at the same time I'm not saying I don't like people I think I'm given the impression that like I hate everybody (laughs) like leave me alone I don't I like being around people but I'm just very when I decide to call someone a friend especially at this age I'm very careful with who I call a friend and who I put my genuine time and effort into yeah because I just don't I used to be of the impression that everyone I met was my friend like I was very much a very open like I was just so open with people and so like yeah if we've like exchanged a hi and like how are you like you're my friend now I don't know why I was just this girl that everyone was a friend to me but now I'm not I used to be like that if you laughed at my joke I'd be like besties (laughs) (laughs) I was the same I was so quick to call people friend the best friend like I was that girl and now I'm like no (laughs) well I think see I'm like that but I'm on it's almost like the opposite, not the opposite, but from a different angle whereby, okay, so I meet someone, they laugh at my joke. Instead of thinking that, that okay, potential to be the bestest of friends here, I'm like, okay, they laughed at my joke because we probably get on on some kind of level that's a little bit better than surface. Mm. <laughs> that doesn't mean we're like really good friends or I have to rely on this person at all or trust them or like, you know, put too much faith it's like in a the, friendship. Tier, the tears of friendship yes right? exactly like, like understanding learning those that has been better. a game changer for me i completely agree understanding that your friends don't all sit on one level like you can and i think people are aware of it because you have the best friend and then you just have your friends but it's even more that than i struggle that. with like best friend i don't have one single maybe like my siblings but then i don't know if that that counts because we're related yeah well i guess you can you can call your siblings your besties this brings me very nicely on to my cup analogy which i think you've heard before i think i have but the cup analogy is the perfect it's the perfect way to describe why i think me and you potentially hold people quite highly and then now don't (laughs) (laughs) so the cup analogy is if everyone was a cup or okay if everyone was a glass Farah and myself are like tall tumblers, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Tumbler is the right glass. And then, for example, if I met someone else, but they were actually short. I was going to say a highball, but I think we're the highballs. Maybe the other person is a tumbler. Basically, a short glass. Okay, so they're a short glass. I'm trying to get too into glass names here. Mm-hmm. And I'm a tall glass. So for me, as a tall glass, I you can fill me up with 500 milliliters of water and if we take water to be like expectations like my expectations are this much and I fill it up this much therefore I do that for other people so you as a like effort effort yeah. yeah so I put that much effort in and then so for you as a short glass I'll put that much effort in so you as a short glass you'll be pouring 500 milliliters in obviously you you're short you can only take 200 so then that 300 spilling over everywhere else that's like you being like this is too much like I can't deal with it maybe I'm suffocating you with all this effort that I'm pouring in but for me it's normal because I'm a tall glass Mm -hmm. and then it works like the other way around like if I'm a short glass then I'm only pouring a little bit but if you're a tall glass you're sitting in a deficit so then you're like 
what is this friendship? They don't need to. They don't yeah. do anything. Do you think that's linked to the high maintenance, low maintenance friend thing? I think so too. I think there's like elements of people. People just have different expectations of what it means to be a friend. Yeah. I do always feel like I never. When I like called someone a friend, then my definition of a friend was never actually that deep. Like thinking about it, like in some ways, I never. I don't know. I, I don't know if you felt like this, but I think growing up like South Asian, there's always like a limit of what you can share or like yeah. tell people. So I feel like there was always a. I was innately like had this limit of like how I how much I could share with people so if I went a little bit beyond that that's why they were a best friend because like I it was such a big deal to trust people with this much information yeah yeah I think that's partly where it comes from like this wow like I felt comfortable enough to share like this that's so interesting that's actually so interesting so I think I I think I just blew out of proportion how valuable like that sharing or that like well no don't put yourself down because like you didn't blow that out of proportion because like, if that's a big deal for you that is a yeah. big deal for you and like well in the, well I mean if I'm talking in a general sense like yeah. the stuff I would share seemed like so much yeah. when actually in reality it, no, but it, it wasn't was it was much. surface level if you no I I, <laughs> I think you're putting <laughs> yourself disagree. down yeah I think <laughs> I honestly think you're trying to like you're you're trying to you're probably just trying to justify like why why certain friendships have been the way they were but like if that felt like a lot for you to share which half the time it is because I completely agree with like this whole sharing thing and I did the exact same thing at uni I used to tell people and most I made a lot of white friends at university Mm. so I felt like I could speak more freely about things and I used to really value and hold them close because of the fact that I was like I told them this thing about me that no one really knows and I felt comfortable to talk about it and I don't I don't think that was bad at all like I think it's the only thing that's like okay maybe I should have realized is that they're not seeing it as a big deal and I I never said it was a big deal I just in my head yeah knew it was a big deal so it's you're still allowed to say that like you know I held these people closely because of what they knew about me because of how much I trusted them with this information but at the same time, I didn't communicate that. So it's fine if that wasn't like, that those feelings weren't like two way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I think it's more like just def- like a friendship definition thing than yeah. anything else. Like some, like the point is that people define their friendships in different ways, yeah. I think. But yeah. nobody really communicates that. Nobody really like. Yeah, no one says it. Says like, this is what a friendship means to me and what it looks like. And, but then you automatically just figure that out by becoming friends. Yeah. And then you kind of act in your own ways, which define what you think is friendship. And yeah. then whether that matches, then great. But sometimes it doesn't match. And yeah. then you're like, oh, oops. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah. I think communicating thing is really hard. It is hard to go up to someone and be like, yeah. Especially when you're like, because I feel like when you're becoming friends with someone, you're still like getting to know yeah. them all the time. So all at the what time. point do you say... By the way, this is what I expect from you as my friend. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not going to come up, really, unless you're, like, really deep. Yeah, but then, or unless you're really, like, blunt and upfront. Yeah. Just naturally, which probably a lot of people are. I, and I I thought I was quite blunt. I think I am quite blunt sometimes. But then there's some things I would struggle to, like, communicate, especially with, like, something I'd want in a friendship. Or is there anything that you've struggled with in terms of, okay, it would have been nice if my friends did this, but then all I had to do was ask. 
Yeah, this is the thing. I don't like asking. That's the thing as well. I'm so like, I'm like, if you're not going to do it, then don't do it. <laughs> but, but I then, ain't going to ask you to do it. <laughs> but then what's the line between like, okay, if you were an, a nice person, you would do this without me asking. But then also, would you need to ask? And also, are you just a short glass? <laughs> but I also, I wouldn't consider someone like a bad friend if they didn't do, like, if they don't meet my expectations in the sense that, oh, they don't like, post how proud they are of me or like share my stuff I'd, I wouldn't necessarily consider them a bad friend I would be disappointed and be like I would have done that for you mm. but I feel like it does take a lot for me to be like you're messed up <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah like, I, it takes me, me a lot for like to have a reason to cut someone off or like decide that they're not a good friend or I don't want to have a relationship with them anymore and things like yeah, there are expectations that I would have just based on the things that I would do for other people. But if some people don't meet those expectations, I'm not automatically... I'm, I'm a bit disappointed, but I don't think I really raised that with them. Like, I'm not... Because I have the standards, but I don't hold people to them as much. As do you think that's bad, though? Because I was about to say, like, does the disappointment detract from the friendship? Like, you know how we were talking about tears... Yeah. Like, would a disappointment but tear think, down someone? I think to an extent, yeah. I think that yeah. was what would happen, is that you just... Because if I value you as, like, quite a high-tiered friend, but you don't act in that way, then you just move down a level. So there'd be, like, a bit of distance there. Or, like, we would just be more of, like, acquaintances rather than, like, super close. Mm. So it, de- it would depend on the situation. Is There's, like, levels of disappointment you can feel I think for certain things the like, disappointments have tears yeah they do. this is a tier two disappointment <laughs> so you're gonna be demoted to friendship level two I saw a really interesting TikTok about this and it was basically this girl started um started her TikTok and because she started her TikTok she got really into like content creation and like like the TikTok world and social media and all this stuff right and she was saying that she's found it really easy to like weed out fake friends because or not fake friends that's very heavy and mean um she's found it easy to weed out people who aren't maybe real friends because because of the fact that she does social media now and because it's tiktok it's public right Mm -hmm. so it's like you can't be friends with this person without knowing that they do this thing like it's not a secret and she was saying that like some friends would outwardly like in front of her like bash social media or like content creation or like some element of it like they'd be like not outwardly saying that being a content creator is bad or that it's embarrassing or whatever they would just bash like social media in general they would just say oh it's so bad for humanity i think i get what you're saying i've seen similar videos where people that are trying to make their pages they have friends that are like oh i could never do social media like it's so like strange or like to put yourself out there or share stuff but they have a friend that's doing it yeah exactly why are you saying that right and she was basically saying like it's really mean and rude to know what your like friend values but then put that down in front of them it's like very disrespectful almost Mm -hmm. and she was saying it's really weird because some of these people that were putting it down were like really good friends and she was thinking well how how am I how are you expecting me to feel in the moment while you're putting this thing down that I love what's the motive yeah what's the motive in doing that and she was it was really interesting because in the comments they were talking about like okay well what if this person is actually just passionate about a social me a social media free life 
yet you're a content creator how are they supposed to respect it but then in my head I'm thinking if you if you have a friend who has a set of values and those values don't align with yours then maybe you aren't like that good friends yeah it's like it's like a Tory being friends with well, if it's down to your core values, then yeah, there's a problem there. Because yeah. I don't really think you can be friends with someone that, at the core, that you genuinely you have like, a huge disagreement. very di- opposing opinions on like important things. Yeah. Not to say that like liking social media or not is that important, but I guess if it's like they're making it a core value that they live this tech-free life and they yeah. like yeah, that's the exact <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the example being like. I've used the example badly there but do you get what I'm trying to say but do you not think that people almost convince themselves sometimes that they are good friends with people when they're actually not yeah they probably have done that before well maybe it's things like length of of service or um like this friend like maybe did something really great for you a long time ago and you've yeah you've held on to it or maybe you feel indebted to someone or you know there's so many I think there's so many different reasons that it makes it easier to sometimes hold on to like versions of people like other people rather than like because we spoke about you know the different versions of yourself but then there's also different versions of other people that's so true it's like yeah they were this great person and we like really gelled i guess it's kind of like in a relationship like a romantic relationship people talk about growing apart but you don't really think about that in a friendship setting like when people are growing and they're changing all the time but you almost hold on to the version that made you friends in the first place, even though that might not be the case anymore. And you still value them as a good, you call them the good friend. But then if their values have changed so much that you both are like opposing opinions on really important things, then you just, I guess it's compatibility as well. Like you're just yeah. not compatible anymore. If you compare that to like being in a romantic relationship, you don't have to go through this like horrible breakup, breakup and stuff. It's so much easier to manage friendships that waver in like closeness or meaningfulness or what whatever the right word is there but it's so easier to it's so much easier to manage those do you think it's quite easy to just like let go of a friend if you like decide to say it for me anymore <laughs> i don't know i think i think there's a line between thinking okay this person isn't for me anymore because then i think then you're making that distinction that like okay so this person like maybe taking away from my life mm. whereas when i talk about wavering friendships i talk about like just not holding people so closely anymore it's like that friendship doesn't need to end fizzle well even fizzling like there's fizzling i've had fizzling but ending is i feel like it's so dramatic and like i feel like it needs to be a serious reason why a friendship would need but to how end. do you fizzle so do you just go from like talking regularly to like no not so much or yeah. like then even less and then a point where you just don't talk at all i think fizzling for me is just has come from like friendships that are just like there's no way to maintain it anymore and I'll just let it fizzle so it's not like something's happened then you're like actually I'd like this is not good friendship or this is yeah well yeah yeah. like there'll be a couple of fizzles (laughs) a couple of the fizzles (laughs) I've been like this person has disappointed me but in a way that you know how we were talking about like expectations yeah so I initially did put like too too much expectation on but then I did communicate it and it was actually not reciprocated and I thought that was a little bit disrespectful. So mm. then I thought, okay, I'm going to fizzle this friendship because there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing there. Um, but it wasn't like anything personal to me. It also wasn't anything personal to the other person. I don't even think 
either of us has realized it's fizzled, but I've just put, I actively put less effort in because when I put effort, I put effort. Like mm. I don't, this is what I mean. Like I don't have surface level friendships. I do, like I'm an acts of service girly. Like I do oh. a lot. I'm like very thoughtful. And then if it's a fizzler, that those parts of me aren't just aren't there, which means I'm not there. So I guess it is oh, yeah. kind of like ending. It is ending, yeah. But then for the other person, it, it won't seem, because nothing's been said, nothing's been done. It's just more like, instead of messaging like a nice heartfelt happy birthday, it'll just be like a reply to story or something. Do you know oh, what I mean? You know what? I find it so uncomfortable, that stage of things, when you're like, you were that person that would make a lot of effort, like for a birthday or something, and then you go to just writing a happy birthday note. It actually does hurt like a little bit because I know, I know how close I used to be with some people and yeah, like when it goes from like these really like well thought out birthday presents and really like lovely birthday messages. That's why messages. I can't do fizzling though because I'm like, I'm not wishing you like, uh, it's you just t- yeah. like, it just becomes like, because it's almost, I'm doing it for the sake of, like, I don't really mean it. Mm. Like, I'm not there for your birthday. I'm not making an effort. So I kind of relate in terms of, I'm not going out of my way to reply to a story. If yeah. I see it's a story yeah. and if I see it's your birthday, I'll reply because I don't oh, think yeah, I've I'll ever scrolled past like a birthday post and not been like, happy, happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> Even people I don't know. I'm like, exactly. Oh, Literally, I do. Yeah, because I, I hate, I hate the thought of like scrolling past something that like asks for a response like that, and it's going to take me two seconds to write it, yeah. and it means a lot to the other person. Most of the time, it's nice to be wished happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'll never do that, but I won't go out of my way to go find it. Yeah. yeah, to go message and stuff like that because that that's not something that's done back. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I'm aware that it's not done back, I'm like still holding on to things and taking things personally. So it's probably still not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> we got some work to do. We got some loads of work to do. Does that bring us to a close? That brings us to a close. I There's hope a lot we there. actually, I think we went on a Again. bit of a tangent, but I hope the initial point or like the advice that we gave was helpful. I know it's really hard navigating friendships. I think it's you get- super hard. Don't think you get to any age where you feel like you've nailed it. Example one, example two. Two, yeah. That's all you need, really. <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. We're the pudding. <laughs> Every chapter of your life ends at some point. You can reinvent yourself at any point as well, I feel. I feel like we forget that. But you don't have to be feeling like you don't fit in. And I think that's the most important part is like taking the pressure off you, trying to fit in a box and just like, just trying to enjoy and make the most of the time that you have in whatever stage of life that you're in. And don't forget to leave us a little review if you're listening on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. I think it was a little like on YouTube if you're oh, watching yeah. us over there. A like and a comment if you're feeling... Yeah, let us know what your experiences with friendships are because... Oh my God, yeah. Have we you know it's in... a common issue. <laughs> if you have a girl group, we'd love to hear from you. Like, Let's what is it like? How did you do it? How did you, How do it? you maintain it? Top five tips. <laughs> we would love that. <laughs> and yeah, let us know what you think about this dilemma format because we think it's a really nice way to like connect with involved. you guys. Yeah, and get you guys involved. And also just, you can just join in the complaining with me and Farah, to be honest, as well, if you want. <laughs> join the conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. And we will be back next week. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs>